0: We're momming today with Candace Cameron Bure, uh, DJ Tanner from Full House. I'm sorry I grew up with you. Uh Candace, we're the same. Why age. are you sorry? because does you happy? <laughs> does that get annoying after all these years? No, it makes me happy. It really does. Um, and so I know exactly who you are, obviously. But then I, I looked into what are you doing now? A skincare company with the Dr. Lancer skincare partnership. Um mm-hmm. You've written eight books, three children's mm-hmm. books. You have a you have a
1: Bible for kids. I have a you? Bible. Um, the it, it's the Holy Bible it's called the One Step Closer Bible, but it's for all all ages because it's the Bible.
0: <laughs> then there's you left the Hallmark Channel, but I believe you did twenty nine
1: Christmas films. I've done thirty films for Hallmark Channel. Ten of them were Christmas films. I mean this I is believe. insane. Yeah.
0: And you yeah. have three kids. And I have three kids. And yeah. you work out. I
1: work out. <laughs> um, did I um, oh, you have a clothing line? I have a clothing line. I mean this come on. We could How keep going and I have a I have a company that produces uh, films and television. Is that the Great American Family? No, that's the new channel, the new network that I'm with, but my my company is called Candy Rock Entertainment. So in addition to starring in movies, I also produce movies. I'm I also have a net uh, an executive position at the network. So I'm curating content for Great American Family, but I'm also producing additional films that I'm not starring in. And I've been producing films for the last seven years.
0: I mean, if you could do one thing and one thing, (laughs) what would it be?
1: Um. That's a hard question because I don't like doing one thing, <laughs> Clearly. But, 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 but I have to do one thing. I just, I want to be, I want to be with my family. Aww. I want to be with my husband and my children. So
0: have you been married for 20 years? 26? 26. 20, yeah. So you got married at 20 years old. Yes,
1: I did. It's worked that- out pretty well for us.
0: I mean, yeah, but <laughs> would you advise your children to get married at twenty?
1: Uh, well, I can I can actually answer honestly and say yes. Um, our one of my sons was engaged at one point. Um, he's he's no longer, but I think it depends on the individuals and their maturity level and where they're where they're at in life. I'm so happy that my husband and I were married young and. We've grown together so much. And I think that leaves, it leaves a lot of room to grow together. Whereas, um, you know, people that do get married later in life, there's always advantages to that, but you can also be very set in your ways. And that can also be difficult within the relationship as well.
0: And you can have your life now when you're older, kids are older. Whereas for people exactly. like me who did it all later, I have no life. And <laughs> I, I feel like I fortunately I there's, had one. Yeah, and there's pros think about it every now and then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know there's pros and cons to to both sides. And I guess we're not always in control of those decisions because you never know when you're gonna meet the person you wanna marry. And for me it happened at at 18 years old. But how did I you have... meet him?
0: What's your story?
1: So I was introduced to him at a charity hockey game in Los Angeles, Dave Coulier, who was on full house. He played Joey. He is a big hockey fan and he was playing in a celebrity game that had both pros and celebrities in the game. And he invited John Stamos, Bob Saget, Lori Loughlin and me to watch him in this game. But he, prepped me beforehand. He said, Hey, there's these two really great Russian hockey players, and I know they watch full house. And I want to introduce you to them because they're they're right around your age. Like who knows, maybe you'll hit it off with one of them. So I said, Okay, so I went to watch Dave. And after the game was introduced to Val and his brother. And sure enough, Val asked me for my phone number. And I gave it to him, and he called me the next morning at eleven a.m. and said, "Do you want to have lunch?" Because I'm leaving the following day back to Montreal because that's where he had been drafted to the Montreal Canadiens. And I said, "Sure." And that was it. We we uh, met for lunch, and then had a phone relationship for about six months before I ever saw him again. And then we were engaged six months later. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, wow. When you know, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah, exactly.
0: Were you and the cast of Full House really, are you really close Um, still? I mean, the the, the yes. beautiful family that we saw on TV, is that what it was really like off camera?
1: Yes. Mm. Everything that you see and feel from the show in terms of the love that's there is real and genuine. We are... We are so close and there, there aren't, I I can't look at many casts from shows. I mean, you're just a bunch of you're a group of actors that get thrown together and you really never know what the chemistry is going to be like. And somehow there was magic when they put us together and we are still so very close. And with the passing of Bob Bob. this year, it's brought us even closer. I didn't even think we could get closer, but we've had our group text chain for years and years and years that we're always on. And at least a couple times a week, someone is texting the group, just saying, I love you. I miss you. This reminded me of all of us or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, or just a dumb joke. And we all laugh at it, but we're I think now that Bob's gone, we are saying I love you to each other every week because we are truly a second family
0: was in that group text chain when, when Bob was around, was he the funny one in, in yes. the group or did people pretty much play their characters in real life, too?
1: No, people are different from their characters. Some of them are. I, I, I'm i probably most like DJ Tanner, but um, <laughs> but no, Bob was always super funny and dave's really funny too so he he's always uh he's always the comedian but um yeah i mean i don't know i think that the, the the one person that's least like their character on the show is andrea barber who played kimmy Gibbler. she's nothing like kimmy Gibbler. what is she like she's very intelligent she's a very smart woman she is lots of fun but she is much more introverted Mm -hmm. And Kimmy Gibbler was the biggest extrovert. She actually has a book that I think it's, I think it's called full circle. And that came out a few years ago. It's a really great read. If anyone wanted to, to, it's just an interesting perspective of growing up in the industry, but also playing a character that was the exact opposite of who she was. Like it, yeah, it kind of breaks your heart in a way. It's some of the things that she shares, but she's such a wonderful person, and we're still best friends. And we just talked this morning, and she calls me Deej, and I call her Kimmy. Wait, seriously? <laughs> seriously? That's a- we're no. so dorky.
0: That's hilarious. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be back with Candice Cameron Bure on uh, "We're Momming Today" right after this. Okay, we're back on. We're momming today, and um, I actually want to talk to you about writing so many books. How, like, where did someone just say, "Hey, you're a household name. It would be great if you wrote about whatever," or was it something you really wanted to do?
1: I wrote my first book actually when my kids were were pretty young. I was living in Florida at the time, and I took a ten year gap from working in the industry because I wanted to be a stay at home mom and raise my kids, and yet. Like Instagram wasn't out yet, uh, Facebook was was around, and I think MySpace was still around. But I would kind of be on those message boards and and people would still ask me questions about being on the show, and and when I would post current pictures of myself, the number one question I would get was Oh my gosh! You you don't have your chubby cheeks anymore. You look great. You've had three kids, and you look like you're in really good shape. And what are you doing? What's your exercise routine? What's your fitness routine? Uh, fitness and your your diet like? And I kept getting so many questions. And then I was talking to uh, another friend of mine, and she's a writer, and she was like, "Do you want to do you want to write a book? Do you want to kind of share this journey?" And I said, okay, we can kind of try to start. And that's why I ended up writing my first book. So it was really to answer a lot of public questions that I had gotten because of also my food journey. I had a, a bad relationship with food. And then after writing that book and it hit the New York Times bestseller, which was shocking to me. I was like, what just happened? And then it was like, okay, the publisher had said, Let's write another book. Let's write another book. And that's kind of how it came along. But I'm very thoughtful. I have been thoughtful in the books that I've written in the sense that I don't want to write a book just for the sake of, oh, I have a publishing deal and I have to write this amount of books. So I've actually had another book that I was supposed to write within the last four years, and I still haven't written it because of the fact that I'm like, I don't I don't want to force being... I don't want to be forced to write on a topic for the sake of writing it. I want to be passionate about it and actually give useful information or something that will be encouraging and positive enough for the, the reader or the listener, if it's audio to, to take something away from it and learn something from it. So, but in that, you know, I also wrote children's books because that was actually my dream from a very, when my kids were little and born, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to write so many children's books.
0: Oh. What you said something earlier that really struck me. You said, I took a 10 year gap because I wanted to be home and I wanted to raise my kids. I, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's also really risky, really mm-hmm. risky, especially in your field. And this was years ago. So this was before people were communicating so much online, you know, with Instagram, et cetera, right? Where you can really disappear. I mean, you're out of the public eye, you are out of the public eye. Um, yep. did, I, I mean, did were you nervous at all in making that decision? And then how did you get back in so? it seemed so easily.
1: Yeah, I was hugely nervous to make that decision because I thought I was going to have my kids and continue to work and bring them to set or figure it out and do whatever. And I realized that I couldn't give my kids the attention that I wanted to give them as a mom if I was working and traveling and that they would be separated from either me or their dad and my husband was on the road half the year because he was a professional hockey player in the NHL. And so I decided to be to take that time off and stay home and raise my kids, but I was so nervous about it. It took me about 2 years to actually surrender to motherhood because I went from doing so much. I'd been acting since I was 5 years old and, and I've always been a, an entrepreneurial person to you know being content and settled going to the park every day and changing diapers and cooking meals and all those things it's like in the beginning it it didn't feel fulfilling i was like oh my gosh what did i do and so- yet at the same time it was the very thing I wanted to do. I just had to wrestle within my own soul and spirit and mind and with God to say, oh, but this is actually my purpose at this season in my life.
0: You said it perfectly, surrender to motherhood because it's a whole different animal. It really is. I mean, it's exhausting and rewarding.
1: Yep, but all the things, and it's okay to have feelings in every way, shape and form. I think when we, as mothers talk about the things that you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to change another diaper today. And then you feel guilty that someone might think you don't want to take care of your kids that day. It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, well, maybe not today. (laughs) Maybe I don't
0: want to take care of them today. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, I, I find the hard. it's difficult. Would you say it's impossible to have both to have your career and also be a really great present mother?
1: i it feels impossible i do think it's it, it depends on the age of them but i think it's very difficult to do it at the same time i always tell people you can do it all just not at the same time or just not sleep <laughs> or just not sleep but then you're not going to be healthy you're not going to have any brain cells left you're going to be incoherent I I think, if you don't sleep so I, I and that's why i took a 10 year gap from working on a set or so that I could be present. But then when my kids got older and they were in middle school, I'm like, okay, I believe now I can go back to work and still give my kids the time that they need from me because the need is an emotional need. Yes. Yeah. There's an emotional need to be present with them, but they physically can take care of themselves. I don't need to be present to to physically take care of them in that way. And what was it like
0: in... I I, I hate to say this because it's not true for all women, but it is certainly true for me. When you surrender to motherhood, you surrender your appearance, or at least I do. I mean... (laughs) You just yeah. don't look as good because there's just not enough time. And then when you get dressed totally. for one day, uh, so-and-so comes over and he wipes his disgusting, <laughs> like slimy face and boogers all over your beautiful outfit. So yep. part of the surrendering is surrendering the appearance. It's not true of all mothers, but it is certainly true of me and some others I know. How did you say, okay, I'm going, I'm gonna be like a star again? I mean, were you just ready <laughs> or did you have to like
1: start dieting and and you know, doing all the glam? <sighs> Well, the glam for sure. I think being married to a professional athlete, I've always uh, been encouraged and, and have a drive to work out. That's kind of been a part of our relationship is physical fitness in that sense. So that part I always made time for because I enjoy it. Whether it was going and playing tennis when you know the kids were in school or something, I've always been a physically active person. But in terms of appearance, like hair makeup, whatever I'm wearing. I mean, there was just I lived in Florida, there was no reason to put on anything other than shorts and flip flops. And, you know, there's just no reason and hair in a ponytail. So yeah, when I got back into the industry, I totally forgot what it was like to have people do your hair and makeup and put extensions in your hair and like, completely glam you up. And you're like, wow, wow. I'm actually attractive. This is fantastic. <laughs> I forgot what she looked like. <laughs> yeah. God. And now it feels so normal. Like the, uh, and, and there's so many days where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to put on makeup anymore. I don't want my hair done because being in the industry, that is a big part of my day uh, to get ready for that. So it's, it's funny how it can shift, but I'm, I was the same as you. I just, uh, I let a lot of the appearance go for about 10 years because it really wasn't important. I didn't feel awful, but I, there was no use in glamming up. And even it's a trying. job to do it.
0: It's a job. It and you is. had enough jobs raising three kids. Yeah. I know I tell my husband sometimes I'm like, did you watch me on television today? And he'd be like, uh, yes or no. Whatever the answer is. I'm like, okay, good. Because I'm probably not going to look like that until I go back to work next week. <laughs> so just <laughs> ignore the person you're seeing at home. For but the you know, few. I don't,
1: I don't know if your husband says this to you, but my husband is so kind. So every time I get home and I have all this makeup and my hair is perfect, he always looks at me because I feel like, oh, I'm looking hot today, you know? And he was just like, go wash it off because I just love you natural. Like, that's my favorite when you have no makeup on. And I'm like, well, I don't even care if you're lying to me. Like, I love that you say that to me. So thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, um, so tell that's me why we're point married point. for 26 years.
0: Well, there the is my, a secret. The toss. right
1: things to say.
0: <laughs> what are the uh, the three kids doing now?
1: What What are they doing? Mm-hmm. My kids. So yeah. my kids are. My youngest is 20, and he is trying to figure out what he wants to do really. Um, he's, he has a full-time job right now, but he's, you know, in that place where he's just like, I, I don't know what I want to do. Um. And my, yeah, which is, you know, uh, I think a lot of young kids, it, we could talk about a whole other subject. Cause I will also say in the last two years, just like pandemic kids, like he also graduated over the pandemic. Like you basically kids have lost two years of their schooling lives over the past two years, which really made a shift. He was a hot, he was a hockey player and basically there was no hockey for two years. So it completely. That was his life. Yep. And it messed everything up. There were, there were no games to be played. So there's no stats. So it became very, very difficult to um, move on unless you were like the absolute cream of the crop top so he's deciding what he wants to do and but but working full time at a job my 22 year old son he works for our family business Burray family wines so we have uh, a winery and a wine brand that's in napa valley that's what my husband does since he retired from hockey wait hold on Uh, how do i not know this we are like
0: the (laughs) biggest wine people in the world
1: you I didn't know that. Yeah, we we we're a, we're a very, very boutique. Um, what should I? How, how do I even say this? I'm terrible at talking about the wine. I don't I don't talk about it much, but we're um, it's a very boutique brand, I should say. Okay. So we're a very small production. We're very high quality and we compete with the best with all the hundred point wines out there. But um you can't find it at any of your local stores. It's you have to have an invert in-person visit or be on our mailing list. And there's about a two year wait to get on our mailing list right now. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and just because we have such a small quantity, it's, it's about um, a thousand cases of each varietal. And so once the release letter goes out, it sells out very quickly. Do you, I mean, do you do
0: tastings in in Napa? Yeah, we do. Right. We I'm do. Look this up. OK, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Keep going. <laughs>
1: That's OK. So our son, uh, Lev, he works. He's been working uh, for Buray Family Wines for the last three years. He's also graduating this month from Liberty University with a degree. His degree is in biblical and theological studies. Oh, wow. And then our daughter, Natasha, she just turned 24. She's an actress and she lives in L.A. and she's pursuing her career. She also is a singer and she's actually releasing her very first single uh, on Friday, on tomorrow. Plug so it. How do on, I mean? On Spotify. I don't know. Look up Natasha Buray on Spotify. I don't even have Spotify. I'm going to have to download it now. because. So you have a singer,
0: it. <laughs> a singer, an actor, um, mm-hmm. a, theo- can I call a it theologian, a, sure. theologian um, a hockey player or sort of yep. former. Yep. Uh, someone who works in the wine industry. You guys create. I mean, I feel like your passions for you and your husband have really... um been given to your children
1: they have been i we've been a very very close family and even with hockey my husband was like no you don't want to you don't want to play hockey so it wasn't forced by him he tried to steer them away from playing hockey but both my boys played hockey up till college and and love it and neither of them have an interest in the entertainment industry but my daughter does, and she's always been athletic as well. But she, from like 12 years old, she was like, this is the the business that I want to be in. So I was comfortable with that because obviously I'm in the industry and very protective of her and her career. And she's made, she knows that I have her back. So when there's any question about anything, even though she has, you know, her separate managers and agents and all of that, but she always comes to me for questions like, mom, is this a good move? how's this person? How's that? What should I do here? So I feel good about her being in it just because I can keep an eye out for her.
0: And my last question for you is you um, have Christian values and you clearly raised Mm -hmm. your kids that way. And were you raised like that?
1: So we were, I was raised by the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto Do unto you and, and yeah which it, which really is a is a christian biblical value but my my uh my dad was not did not want a religion brought into our home when i was a kid and but my mom was always a christian and so we i we didn't ever talk about god until i was 12 years old and i'm the youngest of four kids in the family and that's cuz my parents got they the, We're thinking about getting a divorce. And a friend had invited them to go to church and get some counseling, some marital counseling through the church. And my dad did not want to get divorced. So he agreed, even though he really didn't want anything to do with religion. And that's what started the journey for our family. However, uh, all of us became Christians. So everyone, my two sisters, my brother, my mom, my dad, we're all Christians now, but we all have had very individual journeys to get to the place we're at with our relationship with God. So um it's pretty cool because it I cause I wasn't raised that way. And yet we've all we're all um God fearing, God loving people at, at the at this point in our lives.
0: And you've dedicated, I mean, quite a bit of your work to your Christian values in terms of the the mm-hmm shows and, and, and the movies that you're making, the books that you're writing. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I'm sure I left Ex- something out.
1: <laughs> no, the, yeah, no, exactly. I'll, everything that I write, all the books, I mean, they have a through thread of my Christian faith because that's who I am at the core. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not a Christian at home. And then once I walk out into the entertainment industry, I don't, I don't leave it at my doorstep. You know, it it is who I am. It's the the values and the foundation of who I am as a woman. So that is inspired in all the things that I do with work. And of course, I I love sharing uh, God with people. I I want I want to encourage people in that way, but I'm I also realize that I'm I'm to be a sharer and that's for everyone to make those decisions or realizations or ask those questions on their own. But I want people to know that, Hey, I can be a source of information or a tool if you have questions in, in your journey. And so it just, it doesn't stop. So it's, I talk about it in my books and even in some of my movies, not all of my movies, but there's, I I like being able to share my faith values in that way. And that's, that's the storyteller that I am.
0: And it's also something you don't hear a lot in Hollywood, you know, someone um, really sharing and celebrating their values, their Christian values, you know, so
1: yeah, unexpected. Candace, so great to talk to you. Thank you. This was great. This was such a fun conversation. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. Like you, um, you're you. I I know exactly who you are. Like I said, I grew up with you and I'm talking to you as if it's you're just a regular person. (laughs) Because I am. <laughs> I know. I know. But you're really not. You're DJ Tanner. Well, there you go. I will always be DJ Tanner. I was watch I put Fuller House on for my uh, for my kids. And I was just trying to uh, make them understand they they didn't, but um I thought that was
1: interesting. I'm like, I grew up. Have they ever this seen show. Have they ever seen Full House?
0: No, should I try that with them?
1: Okay. It's kinda fun. So yeah, when the younger kids they see full house first. And then, if you show them Fuller House, uh, depending on their age, there's that usually, yeah, there's a cool connection for them. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know. Not a bad idea. Show them them an episode of the old one.
0: Can't do another like animated whatever they're watching now. Um, (laughs) Thank (laughs) you very much for the time. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much.